Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. New England at Houston. We both have New England here. Uh, one issue, so I'm still going to take them despite this issue, but they're going to have two linemen out with uh, Trent Brown and Shaq Mason. And then um, they've got two linemen on the COVID list, I believe. And I'm not sure what the exact scenario is. Um, also on Tuesday, the, uh, Isaiah Wynn and Michael Onwenu got put on the COVID list. I don't know if it was a close contact or if they got COVID, but there is a chance they're down four starting linemen. Oh my goodness. And if Tyrod Taylor were healthy, I would probably pick Houston here with that stipulation, um, which sounds wild to fucking say. Right. Uh, that I was like, if, if, if only like, we had Tyrod yeah, Taylor, we could pick against the, the but, Patriots. <laughs> but Bill Belichick is going to just annihilate Davis Mills. Yeah. Like, I know, so, like, last week was rough because it was a rain game for Davis Mills, and I feel bad for the guy there, but Bill Belichick won against rookies and two against Davis Mills. I I think he's going to be able to pull it out without many points, even if his O-line's hurt, and that's why I'm not picking Houston, though. But if if Tyrod were in, I would pick Houston, but I I can't pick Houston here. Yeah. Uh, Those are some good points. It's just a shame that the Texans' offense is so just non-existent against this yeah. New England team that, I mean, New England might win without scoring an offensive point. They just literally get pick sixes all day. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had I had Damian Harris in here, but with the O line, yeah. If if tough. they have if they have those two guys on the COVID list back, then I'd feel better about it. I have no clue how New England's backups are. I'll be I'll just be honest there on the line. Um, but I think that's all like one of the receivers will have a good day. And I think a lot of this is pointing to Kendrick Bourne. If, if that line is super hurt, Kendrick Bourne with a lot of short targets, probably Jacoby Myers with some targets too, but Ken- Kendrick Bourne is that get open quick, quick guy. So, and we've seen him and Mac be on the same page, but I think so, this will be a gross game. Yeah. I, I like on the God, when you click on the Patriots O line, it is, it is out, wow. out <laughs> David Andrews out, out. This, uh, My word. This over-under is only at 39.5 as well. And I think that's too high. Yeah, New, New England's favored by is, eight, though, which is... I think that is way too high. Do you think... I mean, like, it, legitimate question. Do you think the Texans score 10 points this game? I, I don't. That's probably about right. <laughs> I don't think they score. Yeah, they're being given... Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think they're being given, like... 14 points i think let me see 20 minus 16 points so they're being they're still they're being given two touchdowns no i would take the under if the over under was at 30 because i think this is quite possibly a 23 to like three game it's not pretty it's not pretty (laughs) and it's not even that it's that bad of a mismatch it's just the the texans offense is is just yeah davis mills is mills man 
I, like maybe down the line he'll be fine, but at the moment he's not. Okay, here's the thing. He didn't look overwhelmed against the Panthers. Right. He got a bad weather game against the Bills last week. And against the Patriots this week, who, like we've said, Bill against rookies. Yeah. He throws the cover zero at them. And I don't think Davis Mills will beat it. And that's the that's the issue here. Is like I'm not trying to say Davis Mills is like doesn't belong in the NFL because <laughs> he, he belongs in the NFL at least. Yeah, I think especially like as a rookie and how he performed, you know, in that first game. Like I think he earned his spot in the NFL. P- people are shitting a little too much after last week. I mean that that was a shitty scenario for any quarterback, let alone mm-hmm. you know your second game. But yeah, I'm it's a rough game for a rookie man. Uh-huh. Who did they play week six? They get the Colts week six. That might be that. That'll be a little better for him. Yeah, but yeah, New England and not even that. I'm excited about any of them that much for fantasy. Again, keep keep an eye on the line. That'll matter a lot for Damian Harris. So I do like. I guess I'll just shout out. I do like Kendrick Bourne this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we both are kind of into him this week in a scenario where like if the line is hurt, especially like makes him make more sense. I think. So man, that line is beat up. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that would be like that would be a lot of linemen out, and that is a thing though. Okay, but actually, before we move on, I, I was like, wait, hold on a second. So, if the Texans can keep this game in reach, let me look at the line matchup. It's not where are they at? Eh, it's not that good. Never mind. Eh. I know because they they it's like to run a lot. Yeah, if they, I mean, I wish they had Tyrod, man. Fuck it, I know. <laughs> Okay, now we we can move on now. Now I I, I just need to look at some like the line match. I'm like, wait a second, because they like to run a lot. But send anyway. uh, thoughts and prayers to to Rod Taylor, please. Yeah, and Davis Seriously. Mills probably too. And Davis Mills, <laughs> just like you know, forecasting that he will need those T's and P's. Uh, T's and P's. But next up, we've got the 4 p.m. games. We've got Chicago at Vegas. Oh yeah, so, I'm excited for this game actually. Yeah, I've got Vegas here. I think they'll win and. Uh, the Bears are without Akeem Hicks and might be without Khalil Mack. And oh, if that's no. the case, then I think we have a good Jacobs game. He got all the touches last game, so I think he's healthy and fine. But the game plan was pretty shitty. So <laughs> I think he might have a little easier running lane this week. And we've seen the Bears struggle to tackle a lot. So if they're missing Mack along with Hicks and a defense that struggled to tackle, I, I would be pretty into Jacobs here oh yeah I think it's a good call regardless because Raiders D-line versus Chicago's yep. O-line that's that's the mismatch that is bad that's bad that's real yeah. bad this week Chicago's O-line has been very very bad and the Raiders D-line has been very very good uh Justin Fields gonna have absolutely no time to throw um if any he might literally not have time to throw. Yeah, that's at the thing. The whole game. They've got an advantage on like receiver versus Raider secondary, but it may not sure. be able to happen. Is the problem. And then you also have Carr, who's been like doing really well this year against uh-huh. a pretty bad secondary. So if the Bears are also missing the t- probably the two best players on their defense, uh, especially up front with Khalil Mack on the pass rush, and oh man, this actually could be a slaughter in Vegas. Yeah, and like, I'm, I was looking through. I'm like, do I prefer rugs? Like, I they, like rugs should. So this is a weird thing with like rugs is <laughs> they don't correlate fantasy point wise. But I think like if rugs or Jacobs is doing well, the other has opportunity to do well in the sense that like 
if the Raiders are like in it, they'll feel safe taking deep shots, mm-hmm. and Ruggs will like either get down there or draw a PI, and like if he doesn't score, Jacobs could score, or if like if they're winning and controlling the game, like they can you know it's probably because of deep shots, and so it's like a weird thing where I don't know if they like correlate fantasy wise, but the one succeeding usually benefits the other. I guess it's kind of weird. So. I have a one of my friends is a Bears fan, and he actually did tell me like verbatim that he like their slot and nickel play is so bad he actually misses Buster Screen. Like that's what he said to me, and it could just be a Bears fan like oh you know very upset about the previous game they just watched. But if that is the case, and I guess I have to go back and kind of verify that Waller and. Uh, Renfro, yeah, Renfro are probably yeah. my guys this week because the nickel does a lot of things. They'll go for the tight ends too. Waller's obviously an every week starter. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm on the the Jacobs, Renfro, and Waller week, and that car should be fine too. To yeah. Be with so with Waller, one interesting thing with him is now that uh, Kittle's doubtful, mm. um, he is like all alone in tight end pricing <laughs> up top. Yeah, like it's him at seventy three hundred, and I think on drag on Fanduel he's not much more. And then like big gap, and like Kittle was there, like Hawkinson's fifty five hundred. So like Waller's all alone there. So playing him will make your lineup a little different. And then he like if he has a big game, he's most likely lapping the field. So like you could be yeah. getting like if Waller has one of his thirty point games, and you know, everyone else is paying down at tight end. You could just double the rest of the field and have a huge advantage. So I, I will definitely, I, I don't MME, but like I, I, you know, get the strategy of it. I just can't, I don't have the mental capacity to handle all those lineups, but I would be overweight on Waller slash. I will make sure I do have one lineup of my like three with Waller in it just because of how that sets up. Oh yeah. Now I will uh, just sort of pause it. How do you feel about Allen Robinson. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me about my other guy. Um, oh, I, we'll, get to, we'll get to him next. we got to uh, end with him. So the Raiders the Raiders are missing Trayvon Mullen, and I don't know what they're going to do to defend Allen Robinson because, like, I, I guess they'll put Casey Hayward on him. Like, they should because, like, Nate, the Nate Hobbs stays in the slot and then they usually have Casey Hayward on someone and Trayvon Mullen on someone, but Trayvon Mullen's out. Like he he Trayvon would probably be on a Rob for like his size, I would guess. But mm-hmm. since he's out, like A Rob's a lot bigger than Casey Hayward, and he's a lot bigger than Amik Robinson, who would be stepping up into that spot. And so mm-hmm. that that spot's gonna be weak because like Damon Arnett is also out. Who I mean, honestly, they might be better without him. <laughs> yeah, like, that might so. be. <laughs> but he is six feet tall, but that might help. Yeah. So five nine Amik Robinson or Amik Robertson will be out there on the field and he's either going to be on a Rob or Mooney. And so one of them is going to have a really nice time. <laughs> I would, I would guess he'd be on Mooney giving Mooney a good time. Cause I don't, I don't get how you could put someone five, nine on a Rob and be like, this is fine. Like, <laughs> this is fine. I, I would be shocked if they didn't put Hayward on a Rob. Cause at least Hayward is five eleven. That's yeah. He and he's more. good. Like, so I expect them to put him on a Rob, okay, and then Mooney gets the good matchup. But again, like I don't know how the Raiders are going to do that. Like what their plan is there? Plan? 
<laughs> so, and may, may, maybe they'll stick up sides and move them around. I don't know, but I the this Raider secondary is not good. And the thing is, they move a Rob around a lot though. Like they're not, like a Rob does play in the slot some too. So they're like they're not gonna they wouldn't have Casey Hayward follow him into the slot. Like I don't think he's done that this year, as far as I'm aware. So like if he gets into the slot on Nate Hobbs, I think he could you know thrash Nate Hobbs around, but. Mm. Ugh. The, the, the Bears, they're gonna have to throw. I mean, yeah, the Bears have been very weird this year. They've not had a like back and forth close game. They've either thrashed and just tried to hold a lead, or they've gotten like just donged on and have had to come back. They've not had any remote in between there. And so, if this, I don't think this will be one where they get ahead and hold a lead. So they're either either gonna have to come back, or it'll be back and forth. Like the Raiders' offense is good enough to make them have to do something. Right. So, A-Rob, you know, should have the targets this week. And, you know, they connected on the three last week. It's just, you know, downside of it only being three. Um, yeah. So, it's tough because I, it, it's not happened yet this year. But Bill Lazor calling the plays gives me a little more hope. <laughs> and so, I'm, I'm making a lineup for the Millie that has okay. Fields and Mooney and A-Rob in it. Okay. So... That I guess that's how I feel about it. I feel like there's a chance, there but is a I chance. don't feel great about it. Yes, just because of the O line issues. Right, and that that's part that's part of my drawback on Arab too is like the O line might be the problem, and that brings us to um, my other guy, <laughs> uh, Damien Williams here. A. Um. So I think he will get there off of the uh, passing game. Okay. I don't want to. Does, yeah, he does catch. Yeah, I don't expect him to have much rushing success. Uh, we mentioned the the O line matchup, but yeah, he's he I mean he's been a very proficient pass catcher throughout his career. Um, he will get running attempts, like that's the thing. But if like if the pressure is coming, they might say, "Hey, Justin, like you've got this guy out here. He's going to be your outlet. Uh, throw it to him." So. <laughs> Like I, I think he'll get there off of receptions, but I, I'm worried about his ceiling. I, this game is a tough one for me because, like, if if Fields can like have enough time, like on even like half his plays, like that's the, like I think they can make it work because of how much of a mismatch they would have against the Raiders secondary. Because like the the Raiders safeties are they basically have all box safeties. <laughs> like right. they don't they don't have any safeties who are like proficient enough in pass coverage to make up for any corner errors and so i think there's going to be corner errors with uh amik robertson being in the game and so it's tough because like i i I have fields as a stream but i have the raiders defense as an option because like i just don't know like what it gives more well no gerald mccoy hurts that interior a bit for the raiders even but uh Perryman's been playing really well for him this year, and he is the middle linebacker, and I do like Jonathan Abrams. So I think they'll they'll collapse the outside of the pocket on fields. He'll have to run up the middle. Like, he's going to have to... His runs will most likely be through the gut of the O-line and then breaks off in a, you know, towards one of the pylons kind of thing. Uh, so it's I, I think it'll come down to the linebacker and the safety play on if they can just keep Fields from using his legs in that way, if that makes sense. But then you also remember like the Bears center is also not good. So I yeah I'm going with the Raiders. I do think what you're proposing does have 
a possibility and I think it's a more than a non-zero chance. I think it's probably like a 30% chance that it happens. Like I don't think it's a bad bet to take, but I think for for this purpose I'll probably go with the Raiders and that they'll just kind of smother them. Yeah. The over under <laughs> 45 Raiders are favored by five and a half. So if I was placing a bet, that might be one I would take the over on. That or like I would maybe take Raiders cover, but because five and a half is like a weird one where that like that's a number where you would want to, I think, take a spread bet because it's hard to have like a five point difference at all. And like five and a half, like, like it's such a weird one. So like you either say, oh, the Bears will keep it within a field goal or you think that okay, the Raiders will win by a touchdown or more. Like I don't I don't. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like some over-unders are tougher and easier, but like a five and a half spread is like a very weird enough number that I would feel okay like betting that way. But yeah, I think I think a lot of the Bears qualify as streams because the Raiders D-line could cause a lot of problems, but I don't think their overall defense is as good as the Browns defense to cause like problems the whole game. Right. So next up, we've got what I think is going to be a pretty exciting game in Cleveland at the Chargers. And I'm unsure on this one. I think I'm going to pick the Chargers, but the Browns match up well against them. They do. And I had the Chargers earlier in the week, and I have kind of come around on Same. it. Same. I was like, I was looking through it. Like, again, a gut instinct to pick Chargers. But right. then I looked through, I'm like, wait, wait a second. The problem for me is you can run on the Chargers. And they're going to be missing Kenneth Murray. And Kenneth Murray is a really good linebacker for the Chargers. Um, He was just drafted like the year before. But that's a big uh, gap there. So to me, I'm already on the this is a Chubb and Hunt week. um, And I like them both. Uh, I I like both. Like, I I don't know if I even like one over the other. I like them both. I think Chubb's obviously the safer play. But I think Hunt also might... Also might do some work, too. <laughs> yeah, Ch- Chubb hasn't found the ends in the last two weeks. He's been getting the carries. Like, he's gotten 20 carries at least each of the last two weeks. And usually when that happens with Chubb, you're like, holy fuck, yeah, it's a big day, right? Like, no, he just hasn't right. found the end zone yet. And so, like, if if that opportunity comes again, like, I don't like I don't know how many games Chubb can go in a row with 20 carries and not have an absurd day. Like, right. <laughs> it's one of those things. So, yeah, like... I don't think either of these defenses are as good as they showed last week. Like, I think they both, but I think both defenses played, like, okay, they're both talented and can be at that level, but I think they both played kind of peak last week. Mm -hmm. And we saw, like, the Raiders have not much running success, but they were also running in, like, the the plays they chose to run on um, were stupid. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? They did not say Jacobs up for any success at all. And so the Browns are a much better running team. Like as far as like they're blocking, like I trust their line a lot more. Um, they, they do have a lot of like questionables right now. I think that will all end up playing because they've been playing. Um, like I know like Wills. Uh, yeah, Wills he is questionable. some time. Yeah, and like Treader, he's technically questionable too. Um, Conklin's not on the injury report anymore, but like I think they'll all play. So, but you keep keep an eye on it. I think I think Wills is the most likely to maybe have something come up where he doesn't play. So, yeah, I but, think he missed the past two weeks. Has he? Yeah. Gotcha. I'll take a gander at that. But so, I, I, I expect the other two to play. They thought he was going to miss three weeks. It would have just put him on IR. Okay. So. 
I, I, I think he's played. I, I, I thought he got... Okay, so what I'm seeing with Wills is he missed the time he, week one, but he played, I think, most of the last two weeks. He played week three? Yeah. I thought he was out week three. I don't think so. They're missing uh, Chris Hubbard. They've been missing him, and I think he's out still. But they, yes, they, they've had... Uh, yes, they, they help, yeah, they're missing Hubbard at tackle, but they've had Conklin and Wills. So they've been fine there. Yeah, I think they've been fi- they've been all good. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, Wills... Had to miss some week one, and then uh, Hubbard played, but then Hubbard got hurt. But Wills came back, so oh. yeah. But so as long as long as the line's all good for Cleveland, I feel good about them getting the running done on the Chargers. I, mm. I, I said I think last week was a bit of a mirage where they solely focused on that, and the Raiders didn't do all well. Like the Raiders' O line is kind of inconsistent, and Leatherwood has been really really bad. Um, I'm gonna keep talking about that, of course. <laughs> I'm salty about that pick. Um, and then uh, on the Charger side, though, I I mean, it's the usual group of Keenan, Mike, and Eckler. Mm-hmm. Is, do, do you have any lean on any of them? Oh, give me Keenan. Keenan? Yep, over Mike. Yeah, who's uh, like soundly. Yeah, who's their slot corner? Is it, uh, what's his name, Troy Hill? Oh, yeah. maybe. I just, yeah. yeah, the Browns in like the middle of the field. <laughs> yeah, no, that's something you've talked about a lot throughout the year is that i I tend to like whoever is going to be catching the ball over the middle (laughs) against the browns yeah so yeah i'm going with keenan there yeah i think Um, uh i think they're gonna have greedy williams on uh mike williams which is kind of funny greedy yeah because he's he's at least mike has a lot of poundage on him but he's at least tall enough so i I think it'll be ward on i guess guyton and then troy hill in the in the middle there yeah and then i guess uh Man, I probably like Jared Cook too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> the char- the Chargers like they have a really good O line, and so like Cleveland's pass rush, I don't know if they'll be able to get home on on Herbert, and so that's what's kind of leading me to pick. The Chargers have a really good O line. They're just a really good fucking team, is the thing, and so like <laughs> I think they're just more complete than Cleveland. Like, yeah, if, if Cleveland has to pass, I don't know if they can, but I know the Chargers can do whatever. So. The char- I think the Chargers are a little better, and so I'm going to lean them. I'm going to pick them, but I think the Browns will keep it a good game. Me too. This is, yeah, like you said, this is a very Cleveland running back heavy game. I'm really into Chubb here. Um, I do have a very, very deep dive um, with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Ooh. So he's been the second guy kind of like all year. He's just not gotten the targets. Now, that's not that's not a really like a ringing endorsement. That means he's not been playing like amazing. But he like we've seen Baker just really struggle to connect with um, Odell. But I think it's going to be like Asante Samuel on Odell, and then Tavon Campbell's in the slot, and then uh, Michael Davis is their other corner, who's definitely their like weak link. So he's going to have the easier matchup of the corners. So yeah, yeah. there we go. Little Donovan People Jones. Yeah, it's a very very deep dive. But he's like he's getting, I believe, the second most snaps, like after whoever's number one, whether it's Jarvis or Odell, healthy. He's he's been the number two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, you no. Know, last week he let's see, yeah, he he's been like the number two, pretty much all season. Uh, actually, no, yeah, he he got the most snaps in weeks two and three, which is kind of funny of the receivers. But last week Odell out snapped him. But either way, he's been on the field the most of the receivers this season by a pretty <laughs> good chunk. So. I, it's a it's a deep dive where he's got the easier corner matchup 
for the most part, and you're hoping it finally connects because we saw we've seen we've seen it happen. Just gotta hope it keeps happening. So keep on keeping on. But overall, yeah, I think you can use all your chargers as usual. But yeah, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. It should be a good game though. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got the Giants at Dallas. Um, we've got Dallas here, and I don't think it's particularly close. I actually think it will be probably closer than people expect. So, no, I think I think the expectation is it's close, as far as I can tell. Oh, but, no, okay, I thought I, the expectation would be that it would be a blowout. Oh, Dallas is favored by seven. The The Giants are, like, it's Daniel Jones getting some popularity, uh, DFS-wise. But they're going to be without Slayton, without Shepard, and uh, I think most importantly, uh, they might be without Andrew Thomas. Zoinks. If Andrew, like, so the, the not close revolves around Andrew Thomas. Like, if he plays, I feel a lot better. But if Andrew Thomas misses, I feel really, really rough about uh, the Giants here. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Dallas, that's bad. Dallas is really good. Like, I, I, I don't think Dallas is getting, I'm not going to say they're not getting enough respect, but I think they are significantly better than the Giants. Oh, I do too. And, but, the, like, I know it's one of those gross divisional games, but if they're out Andrew Thomas, like, who, who's his backup fuck it's matt pert oh it was a decent right tackle prospect but he hasn't been as amazing and nate soldier did kind of take his place back yeah so i I guess i guess pert is just the tackle backup Um, another problem is the guy we were talking about last week ben bredesen uh left guard who was the backup for nick gates he is also out so i actually don't know who's starting i think it's wes martin I believe. Uh, all right. <laughs> I think his picture still has a Washington football team jersey on. So that, or unless they put Matt Skura at guard, has he played guard before? He has played center. I can't imagine it's that much. It can't be harder than center, right? I, I don't. Yeah, like I don't know what their plan is. I um, think, but yeah, I think so we're definitely taking Matt... Talis. <laughs> yeah, like the 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 O line being a a problem there is is a concern for me. Like. They, they've played above expectations, I think, for most people. Like, we talked about them not being garbage, but they just keep getting hurt is the problem. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, we're, we're going to have um, Micah Parsons up against, uh, let's see, right, he's, what side does he play on? Left to right side when he plays on the D-line. Anyway, yeah, I, I, he's going to have a good time against kind of this roughshod line, I think. He moves around a bit because he is, like, Dan Quinn's, guy yeah kind of like sometimes linebacker sometimes pass rush it's basically like his Khalil Mack in a way right I'm gonna keep making that comp over and over but yeah <laughs> yeah no and he he is very good um so I was expecting a little bit of Giants like fantasy production but now I'm not even sure about that like I was expecting maybe like a like a 27 40 kind of game like if that make not like 40 but you know like what some, i mean like some garbage time or like right exactly like dallas wins pretty big but the giants still put up points um now i'm i i'm probably still leaning a little bit that way but it's it's even worse now uh cuz i i have to just you already put it in here but Zeke. this is Zeke week. Yeah. So <laughs> the so the, one of the reasons I'm into Chubb is because of like the line matchup because they have the second like like Cleveland's got the second best like line matchup on the week with like adjusted line yards like the push they're gonna get. But Dallas is number one. The Giants' run D has not been good. No, no Blake Martinez. I, I believe he's still out, right? 
Yep. The DB1 IR, yeah. Like, they're, they have not got anyone. Um, Leonard Williams will be back, which will help, but the Dallas Align's been really good this year. Like, like when the Dallas Align is healthy, they're awesome. So, I mean, if you double-team Leonard Williams, he can't really yeah. do a whole lot. Yeah, it's like Pollard's probably going to be flex-worthy. Like, we've seen Dallas be very oh, yeah. willing to just run the ball all day when they can, like last week. And I think that'll be the case again. Like, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to run a bunch the whole time. No, I think this is a four-touchdown running back week for, oh, yeah. for the Cowboys. It'll <laughs> be passing be, and running. It'll Yeah. It's going to be tough. Like, And then, like, the, the issue with the Giants is, like, they're going to put Diggs on Galladay. Mm-hmm. I presume that would make the most sense. Um, I think I think he matches Definitely. up well against Galladay. Yep. And even if Galladay can beat him at times, it's a matter of, like, him being open enough for Daniel Jones to feel comfortable. Like, he's gotten a little more comfortable with it. But I think Kadarius Tony actually, in the slot against uh, Jordan Lewis is probably going to be one of the, like, safer spots for Daniel Jones. So I actually like Kadarius Tony here as a stream. Like, we saw him get time last week playing the slot a lot last week and mm-hmm. he he got he get he got open pretty quickly on some short routes and when he played out wide he did pretty well and he'll be he'll be drawing not Trayvon Diggs so even in a game where I don't know how competitive the Giants are I like Kadarius Tony here for his you know easier corner matchup because like yeah Diggs is gonna kind of not null out Galladay but beyond Galladay so he might and, null him out <laughs> yeah he might He's definitely a watch yeah, and then Tony, um, yeah, I'll have the matchup. And then uh, Evan Ingram is gonna have to get the ball thrown to him. Now, <laughs> as how much it works, we'll see. But yeah, <laughs> I, I I think it's mainly my only giant I'm interested in is Tony here. I think that's a good call. I don't even want Barkley. Yeah, it's one of the things where I don't like. I think Barkley will catch enough passes to be fine. Right, but I'm not like. But now I'm like the left side of their line, and like the entirety of the of their center to the left tackle is potentially not playing. Yeah, like I'm I'm very into Dallas defense this week in DFS because they're kind of cheap. Like the defense and Zeke stack, I can get behind. Oh yeah, like I'm not I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to sway you to my like Dallas just shitting on them, but like I really think Dallas is just gonna shit on them. No, I agree. I think Giants are like you know fourth quarter Kadarius Tony slot might get a, a long touchdown. Yeah, like, if you play Kadarius Tony or any, like, giant pass catcher, you might be really sad through three quarters, and then by the end <laughs> of the game, you'd be like, okay, that went okay. Right. So. Um, but, yeah, I think I think there's definitely some money in a DFS lineup with both Zeke and Pollard. Ooh. And, how, and how, let, me see how much, let me see how much Pollard is. Because Dak will be that will be fairly popular. Pollard is 5.6. Kind of a lot. I don't, I don't know if I'd play him and Zeke. Oh, I'd play them both. They mix them up so much, and I think they mo- might. And then if it's a blowout, like then they you might just see a little more Pollard as the game goes on too. So like I I kind of like both of them. I've seen that they've had any big games together. They've not they've not both eclipsed like twenty points together. And I think that'd be kind of what you need. I mean that it could happen because like week two, it's kind of it's what I'm expecting. Yeah, Zeke got eighteen <laughs> when Pollard broke twenty, but. I mean, if you want, like, if you think, like, I guess, I guess if it's a blowout, Pollard might be more valuable because I think they would take Zeke out earlier. Right. But because Pollard's been getting like 10 touches a game in these run heavy game scripts. And, you know, if he gets, you know, if he gets up to 15 touches, that's enough for Pollard to have a big day. So, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I like the passing to Pollard, too, and I like the passing to Zeke. I was already talking earlier about how the Giants can't get pressure at all, and then they're going against a good Dallas line, like... Yeah, uh, Zeke, Zeke should have had a receiving touchdown against Philly, I believe it was, or was it Carolina? I can't remember who it was on the it was, primetime game. Oh my god, I know. But the, Dak just uh, didn't look to him, and then went to him late, and he like almost got there. So I know he got he was basically robbed of a receiving touchdown. So anyway, um, before we move on, anything else from this game? No, I think we got it on that one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got San Fran and Arizona. We both have Arizona, and we get to see Trey Lance, although we don't get to see him with Kittle. And that's a bummer for him. Yeah, I I mean, so I put bangers yes here originally, uh, but I'm a little more concerned about Arizona. So I put Arizona defense in here as an option, actually. Um, Trey Lance is really aggressive, and so while he, like, even if he accrues a good fantasy day, there could be some, like, mistakes and defensive opportunities along the way. So... Especially with no Kittle, like it's now, and now it's like Debo and Ayuk. So yeah, Trey Lance will be starting. I think he is a good quarterback play this week, fantasy wise, because we saw him. I know. So I know part of it was from a Debo busted play, but so it's twenty points and a half. If we want to say like fifteen points without the Debo busted play, maybe. But he ran like seven times for forty yards, and right. So that's that's the money, and he's gonna get some touchdown. So. But, I think he easily gets like touchdowns worth of rushing value. Yeah, and like if he runs for like if he runs for sixty yards and a touchdown, like that's money there. Right. And so he's gonna be really popular in DFS this week because he's pretty cheap on uh, on DraftKings. He's like five point seven, so he's mm-hmm. gonna be pretty popular, rightfully so. Um, stack you you stack it with Debo, and that's that. Like <laughs> that's pretty straightforward, <laughs> I think. Um, the Arizona sides where I I have a lot of interest just. Well, in general, obviously, duh, but they good. Yeah, so the 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 slot's been annoying there because it's like a split between usually right. So it's usually like Rondale and Christian Kirk splitting it. If mm-hmm. they're going three receivers, they sometimes go four wide. But it's been AJ Green and Hopkins on the outside for the most part. Like those two have been like full time, which is annoying because right. I wish they'd get more Rondale in there, like and Kirk. But oh, I, I know, like, right? Yeah, they're all in play because the San Fran secondary. It's, it's just bad. It's just beyond banged up. It is so hurt. Yeah, they we don't, still they have Diamador. No, not even. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No. It's Emmanuel Mosley. So and... there's Don. There's a, a different Dante Johnson, I believe. Um, and then Kirkpatrick, and then Mosley. Um, and don't forget our man, bust the screen. Oh, he's there. Oh my God. Rem- oh yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, who's let's see, who's healthy and who's hurt um for their secondary. I think those three guys I listed will be out there, but there are gonna be times where they have to have a fourth guy out there, and I guess that fourth guy would probably be Buster Screen. Yeah, or Drake Kirkpatrick has also done that. Yeah, well so like I I was looking like so their top three, like I have like I list out like I think Kirkpatrick will be their I don't know if I guess he'll be their number one. And then Johnson's the number two. I don't know if Moses actually Moses number two. I don't know. However, it is like, if if the Cardinals go four wide, then Buster Screen will have to be on the field. Yes. And the Cardinals go four wide. I think the most in the league, maybe the Bills, but they go they go four wide. So yeah. Let me see. So San Fran's corners. We've got Hecker Patrick. So Quan Williams is hurt. Then we've got. Mm-hmm. Mosley, I think Lenore is hurt. Is he hurt? Right. Uh, yeah. no, he's he's in. Okay, so we've got 
Lenore, Mosley, Kirkpatrick, Dante Johnson. They might have to put, but actually they might not. They might not have to put much of screen out there. They might be able to avoid that. Oof. Did wait? Is Josh, did Josh Norman get hurt or is he in? I mean, okay, he's in this game, but again, like they're <laughs> playing the ghost of Josh Norman at corner. Right. Yeah. He is. He's definitely lost a few steps. Yeah. So I think literally any Arizona receiver is viable, and so I'm super into uh, the Kyler Hopkins and um, whichever other receiver fits your build stack, and then running mm-hmm. it back with Debo. Oh, there we go. Um, and then Elijah Mitchell is back, and I assume he'll be the starter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one where I I don't know what to expect, but I think like if you're you know if you picked him up and you're in a running back pitch, I would be fine. Pl- I would be fine playing him. I like Mitchell. I wonder like if they'll get him involved in the pass game with no Kittle. I think he will. And I like the creative run blocking that Shanahan does. Like assuming Mitchell is healthy and stays healthy, which is to me one of the biggest concerns. Um he should be a pretty involved part of the of the Shanny scheme this week. Um so yeah, I, I do like Mitchell. I think Debo and Ayuk actually still might be viable. I, I to me the biggest thing is just I expect Kyle Shanahan to still put up points, and I expect Trey Lance to get stuff moving with his legs, which might take a little away from Mitchell. But because of that, it means Arizona has to keep trying, which is what I'm most on board with because I'm all in on Arizona's passing game. Yeah, I was, so I was looking at the target distribution when uh, Lance was in and, like, the plays. So, so Lance ran seven times, and then he threw to Debo seven times, um, he threw to Kittle three times. He's out. Um, he didn't throw to Ayuk at all. Um, although I'll have to see how much Ayuk actually played while he was out there. Um, he threw to Trent Sherfield once. He threw to Kyle Juszczyk twice. And he threw to Mohamed Sanu four times, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, I was looking through. Let me see. So, yeah, Ayuk was out there for a minute. He just didn't. I don't think he just threw, threw to him. Let's see. Does it say his, he was on 67% So he had to have been out there with with, uh, with Lance. Sorry, I almost said Fields. With Lance. uh Right. Based on that number, so they just didn't throw to him at all. Mostly Debo. Yeah, mostly Debo. Which makes sense. So I remember in the offseason, we were talking about like Debo being below Ayuk in ADP and like his ADP making no sense. And that was what, what we can go through and check like at the end of the year what we were right on or wrong on. But that's one that so far we've been like yeah. super right on Debo. Uh, so far, I think we've been nailing the season. Yeah. <laughs> that, and then I know the, the Lions backfield one's been good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, been a yeah. hilarious one. Colts starting like two and five. Oh yeah. yeah. Rough schedule to start. Panthers starting off hot because of easy schedule. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Same <laughs> with the the Broncos too. And easy mm-hmm. start too. But yes, this game, I'm pretty into yeah, anyone on Arizona. Edmonds is a game time decision, apparently. So like watch out for that. I I don't know what that would do for James Conner, like if they would just play him the whole game. If they'd like you know Benjamin. You know you have to get you know involved. Like what the plan would be there, but I think they would just pass more. Like they passed I think they would a just, lot. I think they would just pass, would, and then Connor would go in when they're in the tw- like. Would the Ron Dale benefit from Edmonds being out? I would think yes. I mean, right? Like I guess throwing to Edmonds is kind of similar to throwing to Ron Dale more. Like in terms of like the ADOT. I guess I can check on their ADOTs, but I would assume that would be how it would shake out i think that makes the most sense to me i don't know <laughs> i, I, I guess. do i kind of like that call 
Yeah, like, I wonder, like, in a divisional game, like, it's one of those things where I'm curious, like, what they do at receiver in terms of trying to get Kirk and uh, Rondale involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me but yeah, so I am here. still expecting some fantasy production from San Fran. It just might be a little weird this week. Yeah. And it's tough for a rookie to win their first games. So no, we are both picking Arizona. Yeah, all right. So let me let me look up ADOT here. Okay. Uh, team. So looking for Arizona. I mean, Rondale Moore is just so damn fast. Yeah, so Edmonds ADOT is 1.77. Rondale's is 2.22. So like they, they get the ball in the same area of the field. There we go. Like distance of the field. So yeah, I think I think if I'm choosing a guy, I, like along with Hopkins, it's Rondale. But I'm I mean I'm fine with any of them. Yeah. Like we see, like Christian Kirk's had like two big weeks, two nothing weeks. So. <laughs> I mean, like as is tradition, right? So. As is tradition. I also don't trust you know, oh like Drake Kirkpatrick or Buster Screen to be able to stop. Yeah. Christian like, Kirk and yeah, all. he's gone twenty four nine point oh. five twenty point four then one point five. My word. So like. So there was a week where I didn't play like Rondale because I already had two Cardinals receivers. Like you can play like the, in the Minnesota game, like three Cardinals receivers had good games, I think. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, Rondale had a huge game. Kirk had a huge game. Hopkins did okay. Green did okay. Like they all got some love. And so <laughs> like if your last guy in is a third Cardinal with Kyler, like you don't have to mix it. You can do it. You can do it. And, like, the thing is, like, the prices help it, too, because outside of Hopkins, like, the rest are cheap. So yeah. you can go, like, Hopkins, Kirk, Rondale, which I guess I'm fucking doing now at this point. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, let me let me see what happens. So I, I put Debo in my flex, and then I'll go, let's see, I'll go, like, Fournette, and then I can go Pirine to, you know, save more money. Mm-hmm. And that, I'll, I'll go... Uh, See, that leaves me with a weird amount for, like, tight end and defense, but, I mean, I guess I can go. What if I go Eliza Mitchell on the other side and run that back instead of P. Ryan? Oh. Oh, yeah, and then I can go, like, Gasecki, and then I can play, like, Vikings D. Yeah. Ooh. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. So, yeah, save lineup. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of liability on the show. And save. So, yeah, this game should be fun. I expect it to get I, – I don't think the Arizona side will get popular enough like as popular as it should get for DFS because the total's gone down and the spread it's favorite it's Arizona's I think points have pretty much stayed the same like implied points wise but the the total's gone below 50 mm-hmm. so hmm. their, their their implied totals dropped I, I guess the, maybe the game should I don't know I don't know why their implied totals dropped it shouldn't have probably because of Lance yeah I don't know whatever because <laughs> the, the Niners total I don't think changed much oh yeah, they both dropped a little bit, but I don't see why. I don't think I, I Kittle would matter more than Lance from Garoppolo. But anyway, yeah, we've got an I, I what should be an amazing game Sunday night with Buffalo and Kansas City. Oh yeah. Um. So actually, I'm excited for this one. So you've got Buffalo right now. Mm-hmm. My my actual like first thought was like I think Buffalo might pull this out, but I'm not sure. And that was mine too. Right now, I'm really not sure. I mean, obviously, Kansas City can win any game, so it's really tough to pick against them. Uh, ultimately, though, just from what I've seen, Buffalo has just been playing overall. Like, they're winning the games they're supposed to win. I feel like overall their team has been playing better than I have seen the Chiefs play. Um, I've seen a lot of stupid stuff from the Chiefs' defense. Uh, oh, we decide- that, that's the issue, man. Oh, their defense has been so bad. 
we we decided we would give our friend a shout out and just say, for fuck's sake, take Dan Sorensen out and put in Juan Thornhill. Jesus H. Christ Almighty <laughs> and everything holy. Dan Sorensen is so bad. And Juan Thornhill had a really good rookie year. And you're just like seniority wise keeping him off the field. Uh, he's the one that we want. We need Juan uh-huh. Thornhill. He's <laughs> the one that I want. Honey. So. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's just <laughs> Buffalo has been playing not good teams and been donging on them, and the Chiefs have been playing good teams but not really looking like themselves. So it's a kind of a tough evaluation. I think the biggest problem, and all Chiefs fans know, is that it doesn't matter if the Chiefs don't play perfect, which they haven't, because they can still <laughs> win playing somewhat perfectly twenty percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, <It's> about <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like they, they don't have to be perfect 100% of the time. They have to be perfect maybe 15% of the time, and that's it. <laughs> Cuz yeah, that that little that little bit of perfect goes so far for them. Oh yeah. But if you have been wondering where the digs week is, yeah. It's probably this one. As long as they don't get shitty weather again. They hey. kept they keep getting shitty weather. But <laughs> yeah, no, this this is digs week. And uh, if if you're making me pick Kelsey or Tyreek, I'm picking Kelsey. Buffalo's mo has been trying to limit uh, limit uh, Reek instead no. of Kelsey, as far as I've seen. So Kelsey has gone bananas on them, right? Yeah, I was looking at like so. I basically I went to Stat Muse is what I, what I use a lot for like someone's game logs, like versus a, an opponent. And mm-hmm. so I went like Tyreek Hill game logs versus Buffalo, and they, like I think he's not had that many. Um, it's just been two, actually. but mm. So he had one with 11 targets, seven catches for 41 yards, and then three catches, three targets, 20 yards. So, like, their MMO was in those only two games, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. worth noting it was, you know, keeping Tyreek Hill in check. Right. Whereas Travis Which, Kelsey, when you have uh, Tredavious White and Micah Hyde, you can kind of sell out to stop one of them. Yeah. And so in those two games, Kelsey... Well, in the one, 2017, that was Prima Holmes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That was when they drafted him, so he was one more year. Yeah, so the 2021 is the better one because Kelsey had seven targets for five catches, uh, 65 yards, and two touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess I'll look at what exactly happened in that game uh, stat-wise. So it was a Clyde game. There it is. It was a Clyde game. That was funny. I don't expect that this time. Um, he might get there. He might get some catches, but... Yeah, I think he'll get some catching work. I think Clyde is relative, actually relatively okay this week. I don't think he blows up, um, but I think he does get the pass volume. Yeah, Buffalo's going to score, like, every drive. Like, oh, is, yeah. is Buffalo going to punt? Like, they might have to, like, once, but they, they, it may just, like, they may throw an interception, but they may not punt. Like, I don't know if Buffalo will have to punt this entire game. And that's, that's not an what concerns me. Yeah, yeah. because... If Buffalo can have just enough plays to kind of just keep a lead on the Chiefs, like, they should be able to hold it because I don't see the Chiefs' defense being able to really stop the Bills. Yeah, like, they, they need Jalen to fuck up. Like, that's, like, they're not going to stop the Bills. Like, the Bills will have to stop themselves, which is, I guess, kind of silly to say, but it can happen. And so I I, I do want to say I think Moss slash Singletary – could maybe be streams with how bad the Kansas City defenses you've seen teams try to attack Kansas City via the run. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're, they quote unquote keep Mahomes off the field just because, right. you know, if you give them 
10 chances versus, you know, like, 5 chances. It's, it's you know, you would talk about them being perfect whatever percent of the time. If they get, you know, <laughs> 2 really good drives out of 5 versus, like, you know, if you give them 10 drives, like, Mahomes will make enough stuff happen on 10 chances. So, yeah, that's kind of, like, the point of it. But, like, the, the run defense is really bad. Their whole defense is awful, so. It's, it's yeah, it's struggling right now. now. I would like to see the Chiefs' defense improve, but I'm not going to predict it yet until I see some some personnel changes, as you will. Yes, but I'm really excited <laughs> for this game. This is a great Sunday night banger for sure. Oh, fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, then, yes. And then lastly, we do have to cap it off with the Monday night game. Uh, India, Baltimore, we have Baltimore. Um I don't know what the fuck to expect from this game in any remote capacity. Right? Of, like, <laughs> Lamar should do well, and then uh-huh. I don't know. I don't even know what running backs are going to play for the Ravens like at any given week at this rate. <laughs> so like, I I mean I guess Hollywood should have a good week. I I, I don't fucking know. Will he catch the ball this week? That's the, that's the, the question. Every week apparently. This is a like the other primetime game. Awesome. This one kind of. I think it I Ugh. think it could turn out to be fine, but it's just it's just not as exciting, you know. It's yeah, it's definitely not as exciting. Because um, like the the Indy secondary's been a struggle bus sort of this year. Like Oh yeah. So Marquise Brown should be able to have a good day. Um and I, I think I think Lamar will have enough time. Cause like the the Indy defense hasn't really inspired any particular confidence. Right. And now that Quentin Nelson is on IR, so he is not on the team. Uh, I was watching the Ravens-Broncos game a little bit just to kind of see what was going on. Um, You know, a lot of it just to see how Teddy was doing. Baltimore's defense, it doesn't really matter. For some reason, they can lose half their their defensive players, and they're still a good defense. Dude, man, I, I wish Patrick Queen weren't playing so damn badly. Like, man, he is, he has been bad. I I hope he can find a way to improve, but yeah. man, he's been real, real, real bad. They still have Jimmy Smith, who's yeah. still doing well. But like, oh, oh, he's been awesome up front. Oh my gosh, he's like, been so good. Like they they have really good ends with him in Houston, and like Calais Campbell in the middle. Like they have a good enough D line side that like they've been fine. And then like, God, they they draft so damn well. Yeah, like a like Anthony Averett's been like a decent random fill in. Like Humphrey's obviously good. It's yeah, like they lost Peters, really but yeah, like Chuck Clark's good. They like they they just end up filling enough guys in who play well. But yeah, the Oway pick was fucking oh man, he's been so good. I love when we as soon as they took him, we were on that. Yeah, <laughs> and like how oh, that works. <laughs> yeah, so with the Ravens, um, I'm not sure about. Bateman, I don't, I haven't heard anything. Um, last I saw was like Monday that they might be available. They've kept it like really tight lipped. I've not seen anything else about him and Boykin yet. But like the the moment Bateman's active, he will be involved somewhat. Right, and the the annoying thing is that since they were put on IR, they're either going to be on IR or starting. Like there won't be a questionable. <laughs> it's going to be they're in or it's another week. Yeah. Um. So you just kind of have to keep an eye out. I think there's a decent chance he plays, even though it still says IR next to his name. He is eligible to return, so they're just waiting to see if they want to or not. Yeah, I, I can't remember when they have to decide. I thought it was, oh, man, 
I, I, cause I know like with Chicago, they finally put Damien, I think they put Dave Montgomery on IR officially, but there's like a certain timeline with when you have to do it. Um, and so you can bring someone up. So I'll like look into when that is, but mm-hmm. and so how are you feeling on the indie side? Oh, right, oh, oh yeah. We're talking, it's, so three, 3 PM on Saturday is when they have to do it for the Sunday games. So I, I guess they have till 3 PM Sunday for Bateman. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah, you're not going to know until Sunday, so that really stinks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, even if he's back, I wouldn't play him, but you'll like, I mean, you can, you'll, you'll know for a showdown lineup, but yeah, so Indy, what are you thinking? I think Jonathan Taylor might be one of the leading receivers. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think Pittman will get a nice share of targets. Yeah, he, I, I mean, don't he know if he, get, he scores. But I do think he is the yardage. Like, think quintessential Julio Jones game, but for Pittman. Like, where he's just getting a lot of targets and a lot of yardage, but it's he's just not fine in the end zone. Uh, man, it's it's kind of tough pickings there for Indy. Yeah. <laughs> Th- thankfully, this is, like, a showdown one. So, like, it'll... It, now, I won't I say even thankfully, but it'll be, like, a very intriguing showdown. You'll be able to do, like, literally whatever the fuck you want, I think, and make a viable lineup. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Lamar, Hollywood, Mangers, I, I think that's all we need to cover. I yeah, guess what about, what about Hines? Yeah, so I think both him and Taylor are going to be catching passes from Wentz this week. Yeah. Th- I guess As this, long as he's in, I, he's questionable right now. Yeah, this makes sense as a Hines game, I think. Right, like if, if Baltimore's getting to Wentz, Hines mm. would make sense. Ha. Mm. Rhymed. A. Yeah, again, this so this game's over-under is at uh, 46.5 with Baltimore favored by a touchdown. I think that sounds about right. It sounds about right. Yeah. I don't know if I have any, like, anything insightful to add to this game aside from, like, Hollywood should have a good game if he can catch the ball. I do think that uh, the Colts, the, like, the front part of their defense is good, and that will force Lamar to have to run out of the pocket. Like, he won't be sitting pretty in the pocket all day. Mm-hmm. Quiddy Pay is good, DeForest Buckner is good, and Al Qadin Muhammad is good. Yeah, I think they'll have Darius Leonard back too, right? He should be? Yeah. I think he's expected to Did he play last week? Man, there's so many injuries this year, it's hard to keep up with literally everything. Like it hurt it hurts my brain. Yeah, okay, no, you know, he's been fine, yeah. He, he I know he was like limited in practice some this week, so he'll he'll be playing, yeah. He's been playing. So yeah, I think they get some pressure on Lamar, but Lamar is, you know. Lamar. It's it's hard <laughs> it's hard to sack Lamar. It's very hard to sack hard just, to sack Lamar. Yeah, just, just ask the Chiefs. Like <laughs> hey. so, Sorry. Yeah, happens. But yeah, it, it happens. Anyway, that's week five. There's a lot of injuries to cover. Uh, it was oh my god. This is the most injuries I think we've ever had. Yeah, that's why this became about. a two hour episode. <laughs> and why we'll be probably splitting it up for you. Yeah, I'll 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 find the the four PM split. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, just going into the week, I was like, I don't want to record yet because there are so many. In- yeah, like, this I need this to had have- to be a Friday one, yeah. Right. We need a little clarity here because if we had recorded Tuesday or Wednesday, we'd have already- we probably would have had to re-record. And there's still going to be changes from here. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> My brain. Stay healthy, please. Everyone's getting hurt, dude. Uh, yeah, I just want everyone to stay healthy. Poor Will Fuller, you know. <laughs> Always Poor Will Fuller, Fuller, Russell Wilson. Everyone, man. just All the fingers. Bless the yeah. fingers and the keep knees. The, 
Keep, keep all the fingers and knees holly this week, please. That's all we ask. But, Looking uh, at you, Dan Campbell. <laughs> yeah. No knees today, Dan. No biting the knees today. Mm. Oh, man. But anyway, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and TikTok at Mozzie and Muscle and then online at mozzieandthemuscle.com.